0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars. Yeah, I'm revved up and very excited to share with you today a guest calling in from a Lakeland, Florida, Pete Duraguzzi. Pete Duraguzzi was born and raised just outside of Denver, Colorado, where riding motocross and working on cars and trucks was an integral part of his early life. And then 10 years ago, Peter moved to Florida to work with Heacock Classic Collector Car Insurance, and has served as underwriting manager, risk advisor, valued guru, and experimental marketing ambassador since then. He's worked alongside Ford Heacock, and you'll remember good long-term listeners will remember Ford was a guest way, way back here in 2015 on Cars, yeah? And they've also worked on the Lake Mirror Classic Concours. Uh, He's a member of the Shelby American Automobile Club, and when he's not attending events for Heacock Classic... You can find him at the track, polishing his skills behind the wheel. We're going to talk with Pete in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars you possible. Sit tight. We'll be right back. When it comes to your vehicles, things can get a little messy. Rain, snow, salt, mud, dirt, and everything Mother Nature comes up with can hurt the finish of your vehicles, both inside and out, like that bird on the branch up above your car. I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft products on my ride since 1975. That's right, since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution for vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, whether your car is inside or outside. Plus, they keep your car cool when it's parked in the sun. Live where it's really sunny all the time? Lucky. Covercraft covers and sunscreens are the best. If you've got pets, messy kids, messy in-laws, just plain messy friends, Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new. They're easy on, easy off, and they're easy to wash, too. And don't forget Covercraft's custom-fit floor mats and trunk liners, plus they're very handy seatback organizers. They are must-haves for all your vehicles. Your car, your truck, your van, or whatever you drive will say thank you. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's yeah one at Covercraft.com, you can get 10% off your Covercraft order. Just go to Covercraft.com, check out all the products they have to protect your vehicles, use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and get that 10% discount. That's Covercraft.com and use ya 120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with The Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names, Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup, in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective, die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYA, all one word, all caps at checkout you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the racing series your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly use the code cars at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today there's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code cars today to get your deal <laughs> cheers Hey, Pete. Welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Mark, I'm buckled up. Hans device is on and helmet fastened.
0: Heddle to the metal, Mark. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I hope we don't need that helmet and Hans device. I will try to keep it between the guardrails today. But you're going to be doing some of the driving, too. So some of this responsibility falls on you. And since you work for an insurance company, we just want to put this disclaimer out there. We're going to be careful today. We're going to take care of our car. So. Here we go. So, Pete, share something with me that most people don't know about you.
1: Mark, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on Cars Yeah. You're Um, welcome. This uh, this was a tough one to come up with, but probably most people do not know that I grew up uh, working in my father's HVAC, Heating, Ventilating, and Air Conditioning Company in uh, Denver, Colorado. I started working with my dad when I was 12.
0: Wow. Well, that must have taught you a lot of great things about business
1: you know it uh it's interesting you know to work and and essentially live in a family business and so yes you you know as much as you may not want to pick up on things or or learn <laughs> it's just kind of part of the fabric of of life and uh yeah you you definitely pick up quite a few um life lessons along the way and uh and I have to say it you know i I learned a skilled labor and yeah. uh something that you know it uh it resounds today in my life so
0: Well, no doubt. I I was fortunate as well. My father was an architect and had his own business. And of course, every night you'd hear about what was going on. And weekends when I was as young as I think eight or nine, he would take me into his office and work on Saturdays and he would pay me to clean his offices. And I just remember going through there and you'd ask things and learn things. And you know, back then, as we're young people, a lot of that stuff, where we kind of go, ah, why well, is this important, you know? But it <laughs> sticks with you, doesn't it? And and then later on, you go, oh, dad was right.
1: Exactly. I think, and also, you know, being a parent, uh, you, you know, you, you start to understand those things that, yeah. uh, you know, all kids resisted back when we were, you know, know-it-alls back when we were teenagers. <laughs> but yeah. uh it now all comes resounding back in in daily life and now it's the the light bulb goes on and you say yep i am doing exactly what my you know what my parents had taught me
0: so right uh, always good life lessons absolutely well let's talk about a success quote or a mantra some kind of saying that has meaning for you it's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on cars yeah i know you love to go to the track and and burn a little rubber so pete take the wheel
1: Mark, my, uh, I, I guess you would call it my, uh, inspirational quote is, is very simple. Uh, it's, and it's one that I can remember because, uh, again, something easy. It's <laughs> to know your why in this world. Mm. And when I say that, you know, it's, everybody's why is different. And, and heck, it could be even daily, it could change for you. But be able to know what your why is. Know your why in work. Know your why in your, your family life. Know your why. And when you figure that out, It'll help to invigorate you when you get out of bed in the morning and helps you push you through the good times and the bad. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it just, it if you know what excites you about a purpose-filled life, it makes everything else fall into place.
0: Oh, absolutely! My regular listeners know I am a I am a key adapter of the why concept. In fact, on my website, down on the homepage at the bottom footer, there's a a page link to my why. Why did I start what I'm doing now? I assume you're probably familiar with Simon Sinek. Then
1: that's exactly. Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm as transparent as they come. Uh, <laughs> I picked, I picked that up from Simon just as trying to, you know, figure out some ways to manage our, our office and, and that was, you know, it just resounded with me and, and I've shared it with, with many people that I've come across and, uh, and definitely something that I buy in. So I'm right there on on the same page with you, Mark.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm going to put a link to that on the show notes page here for Pete uh, on the Cars website. For those of you that, if you're a regular listener, you've heard this before, but if if you're not or maybe you ignored me, uh, go and watch Simon Sinek. Uh, There's a great TED Talk with him. There's another talk with him about why in the book that he's written about finding your why. It's so important. And I'll never forget a lesson when I was young, when I kind of first learned this. There was a kid in school who was always getting in trouble. And I couldn't figure out why this kid was always getting in trouble. He spoke up in class. He always got taken out. He got paddled in the hallway back when they did that. And uh, I could never figure it out. One night at at dinner, I asked my dad. I said, Dad, why does he act like that? Because I grew up in a house where I was taught to respect elders and behave. And I always tried real hard to be a good student. And I remember my father said, well, maybe you need to ask him why. And I went, well, he's kind of a scary kid, Dad. (laughs) He might punch me, you know. And long story short, I did do that. He and I ended up being friends. And I went over to his house one day after school, like you do when you're in grade school. And I saw the why. He didn't have a house like mine. His parents were divorced. His brother was in the room smoking dope. His sister was totally wigging out somewhere else. And I just went, this place is out of control. Now I see why he's out of control in class. And so I figured out his why pretty darn quick. And I also figured out how grateful I was to have a loving, comforting, and encouraging home. So yeah, listeners, figure out your why. It's so important. Well, let's talk about what you do for a living. Heacock Classic Collector Car Insurance. Many of my listeners drive collector cars. Most of you out there, if you drive a collector car, you know about specialty insurance like Heacock. If you don't, you need to investigate because you're not being properly insured and you're probably paying too much to insure a car that you have, uh, or you might get a nasty surprise when something happens to that car. So let me ask you to talk more about Heacock. You've been there for a long time. I mentioned Ford has been a guest on the show. He was guest number 250. So it's taken me a while to catch up to get you on here, Pete, but I'm glad you're here. Uh, Listeners, you go back and listen to my talk with Ford, which it was great back uh, May 18, 2015. It's on the website. So tell me all about... Heacock Classic Collector Car Insurance.
1: Sure, you bet, Mark. And uh, I do remember when Ford. I was it was early in the the working stages with Ford when he did your podcast early on. So Mm -hmm. I I do recall back to those days. Awesome. uh, You know, what we do, Haycock Classic, uh, you know, one of the, one of the leading promoters of agreed value insurance and, and, uh, we've been in the business, God, I'm trying to look, think back here since essentially 1989, insuring race cars. Really, that's where our program started. Uh, Ford had some big, long ties back to Sebring in the, in the early days of vintage racing here in the Southeast and essentially grew, uh, started a program and then grew it into what it is today, which is a a national leading insurer for collector cars and race cars. You know, we provide coverage, we provide policies for people that uh have a collector vehicle, use a use a car in a collector lifestyle, and we provide the agreed value coverage that you can't find on a on a daily auto or a personal auto policy. And that's really the difference between the standard auto policy and, and a collector car is really what we call the agreed value. And that's simply put, kind of an elevator speech, When in, when there is a total loss on a vehicle, and we call it a special vehicle or a specialty type of vehicle, that 66 Mustang in your garage, when there's a total loss on that, there is no question about what number we're going to pay you. Uh, There's no depreciation. There's no calculation about what is this car worth. It's the agreed value that we have set in the policy and no ifs, ands, or buts. That's what we're paying you when there's a total loss. So it's protecting your investment in a way that can't be done on on a standard auto policy.
0: Absolutely. So many people, if their car is damaged or stolen, or total than they call their insurance company everyone thinks their car is worth more than it may be and so they get that nasty surprise going well we'll give you this for it and like what i can't buy another car for that so this kind of insurance is so important and of course Ford Heacock back in 1978 started the southeast vintage racing association known as svra which is a wonderful organization racing group i race vintage cars for a long time with sovereign here in the pacific northwest but very familiar with svra race that's some courses back there with a lot of those folks. And I think it was uh, originally only like 25 drivers and supporters which started that thing. I mean, it started way back when a lot of this kind of stuff wasn't even thought of. Nobody had even thought yeah. of doing it, right?
1: It was... uh if I remember the, the name of the first race was the Kendall Vintage Cup. And it was, you, you kind of, you hit on something there, Mark, it was really a kind of a ragtag bunch of guys there, you know, this really hadn't been done before. I mean, on the West Coast, it was, uh, you know, Steve Earle and, and his organization, but on the East Coast, there there really wasn't an organization. And, mm-hmm. and Ford kind of picked up the, you know, the, the flag and, and really just said, let's, Let's go have some fun with this. Let's see what we can do with it. And uh, this was long before these cars became the multi-million-dollar you know vehicles that you see today. But right. again, it was just kind of a a bunch of guys that shared a common interest and and had a, a belief in in you know the stars or the cars or the stars. And really, it was just about having fun with like-minded people.
0: Right, absolutely. I was at Laguna Seca when Ferrari was the mark of choice, and I remember watching a race with, I believe there were 22 or 23 Ferrari GTOs all <laughs> racing together at the track, and I was standing on top of Bruce Canapa's trailer uh, leading into turn four, and Bruce was on one side of me, and he leaned over and he said, Imagine being the collector car insurance guy insuring all these right now. Do you think he's cowering under a trailer waiting for the checkered flag to come out? I wouldn't want to be that guy. But, you know, you guys give those of us who have collector cars a sense of confidence. Uh, There are some rules and regulations with some policies, but they're very lenient in how you use the car and who can drive the car and those kind of things. It puts a sense of security when you have so much money tied up into a vehicle that if something, heaven forbid, did happen, uh, you're at least going to walk away with a check so you could go buy something else. And you don't get that nasty surprise going, well, that's an old 66 Fastback. That ain't worth nothing. <laughs> it's a G3 350. <laughs> what are you talking about? A GT what?
1: <laughs> so- exactly. It's... It's one, of, it's one of those um, if you're going to be a part of the hobby, and, and, and many of your listeners have been in the hobby for a long time, there, there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that goes into a car or a collection, and yeah. you, you kind of you spoke to it there just about, can you sleep at night? You know, are you comfortable knowing that your hobby and your investment is protected? And, and that's what we provide. You know an agreed value policy helps you get to that point where you say, "Yes, I am covered and I'm covered properly.
0: And it's pretty rare now. Did I understand you correctly that you also do have insurance for on-track racing?
1: We've got a program for some on-track racing, not all. Um, And it's mainly just vintage racing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's really kind of our our background. And and so we've we've got a program for vintage racing and, and those types of events. So yes.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'll make sure I put links, but Heacock, H-E-A-C-O-C-K, Heacock Classic Collector Car Insurance is a company to check that out if you've got something special in your garage. Let me ask you this. What do you consider a classic collector car? Is there a, an age point where it stops or does it depend on how you drive the car, how often you drive the car? Uh, real briefly, what are some of the rules?
1: You bet. Uh, great question and one that we hear all the time. It's uh, There's a lot of misinformation out there, but for us, it At Haycock Classic, there is no age limit on the year of manufacture of a vehicle. So I tell people we can do cars, we can can insure cars from the brass era all the way up to a a 2020 Ferrari. We like to say it's it's more about, less about the car, it's more about how the car is used. Mm -hmm. And uh, like what we were talking about earlier, just about living the collector car lifestyle. So... If it's your pleasure use car, and, and and that's really the terminology that we use, if the car is used for pleasure use and it's garage kept and it's well cared for and the driver is, is, a, is a good citizen and doesn't have a bunch of tickets and accidents, then you'll probably qualify for our program.
0: Great. Awesome. Well, that's really important because I have a lot of friends who have what we call a daily driver. They go back and forth to work. They go to the grocery store and that thing, but then they have a toy or two or three or four or maybe more. (laughs) A lot of them do have more. And a lot of those cars are not driven very much. Uh, Even myself, uh, I typically take my wife's car on the weekend when I do stuff because my old daily driver, which I don't drive anywhere anymore because I work at home, uh, gets very little use. And I have a collector car that gets even less use because that one I baby and I don't want to leave it anywhere and it's all original and I don't want anything to happen to it. So these are the kind of cars that I can look at and say, okay, if I only drive my My E46 BMW, maybe 800 miles a year, that's kind of a babied collector car because I just don't take it out of the garage very much. I know my listeners are going, Mark, I thought you were a car guy. What's going on? Well, I am. But, you know, when you work at home, you don't have to uh, commute very much. Let me ask you real quickly, too, with this pandemic that we're dealing with right now, and we don't have to dig too deep into this, but how has that been affecting you uh, and your co-workers? Are you guys doing okay? Everybody healthy?
1: We are. You know, it's... I was just talking to somebody earlier today about that I had been at Amelia Island with. You know, early in the month, the last
0: show to make it. The the, yeah. Bill Warner, (laughs) man, that guy's a smart guy.
1: (laughs) He he lucked out again, and uh, you know, and not you know, not four days after we got back from that event, we were planning on how to make how to put together our workforce with tools to work from home yeah. and uh, and keep our call center going and with incredible efforts from our IT staff and and our upper management it, they made it happen and it was a very smooth transition nice and that's not to say things didn't go you know wrong in the back end but it has affected us in the sense that You know, we're, we're a B2C company. We're, we're very out in front of the public and we, we tend to do a lot of events. Well, as, as you and everybody has seen, the, the events have all but dried up for, you know, the first couple quarters of this year. So, you know, we're, that part of it has, it's been difficult and, and it's obviously a, a, a tough, uh, to, I guess maybe to look into the crystal ball, say, when is the next event going to happen and, and how will it happen? Because everything is going to change on how we interact out in the field. Right. But at the same time, it's really made us look at the industry and and do somewhat of a, a, a slight paradigm shift in in that, okay, we all know that collector car guys like to get together. Car guys just like to be around one another and socialize about cars. Where can we make that happen in the digital space. Mm-hmm. So, what it's done for us, I mean, we, you know, you still have to insure your cars even during the pandemic and, and and even when they're not being you know driven, it's good to have insurance on them. So, for us, it's been really just how do we create, continue to create that that experience that we would have out in the field, out at the races, out at the car shows. But doing it online and somehow did doing it digitally, so social media has taken on a new. I think for everybody, I think you, everybody has <laughs> yeah. seen. It. You know, social media has taken on a new, I guess, meaning for everyone. And, and I'm one who doesn't really spend much time on social media. But I will tell you right now, I am an ado- <laughs> I'm a late adopter to it. But I am now in it full bore. So. Oh yeah. It's it's been interesting, but it's been you know, we've been we've been doing good.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad everybody's healthy. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors here and we're going to come right back. So sit tight. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled, Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Yeah. You'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Hey, Pete, we're back and I'd love for you to share a story that is a road you went down that uh, challenged you with maybe uh, a big failure or something that kind of set you back on your heels. Take us on that journey. But more importantly, what did that lead to in the way of a learned experience and moving forward in a positive way?
1: Mark, you you know, I don't like to relive the past.
0: I know, I know, (laughs) but I'm going to drag it out
1: of you, buddy. (laughs) Your your question is, is, it makes me think a little bit, and and I will will tell you that, uh, looking back on it now, many, another lifetime ago, I got involved in a restaurant back in Denver, Colorado, Uh and... uh, for let me just say first and foremost, for any of those that are listeners out there that own or manage or run a successful restaurant, oh, I applaud you.
0: Hats off. It's, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just yeah, one of those things that I, I've I've tried it and I've not been successful at it and I applaud anybody that can be um you know, I learned a lot about the service industry and restaurants in general. That 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 goes without saying. Mm-hmm but my biggest takeaway from that that and it was a failure I'll tell you that right now Mark it was a failure um but my biggest takeaway from that was really take the time to investigate before jumping in to a big decision and this yeah. may sound very may sound very common sense you know knowledge but it's important when you're young and and full of vigor and and life and you're just you you don't take the time to to investigate smell the roses and really the old adage if it looks too good to be true it probably is yes and that goes with a lot of things in life so really it's you know it, it, take a breath take a moment you know especially when making big big decisions again just common sense will tell you just investigate a little bit more so go in with eyes wide open
0: yes uh that that industry i don't know why anybody would want to do that and and i don't (laughs) demean anyone doing it because it's i say that because it just seems incredibly difficult and challenging to me in so many ways and um i have a, a good friend that i try to mentor and help he's younger and he was frustrated with his career, and and had this supposed opportunity for this restaurant that these people are selling, and it's got to happen fast, and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa! What on earth do you know about the restaurant business? Have you ever worked in it? Do you know anything about it? Do you know anybody who does it? I mean, I just I started rattling off all these questions, and I think I at least got the bit set in his mouth a bit to stop and do what you just <laughs> recommended. And then start to investigate and then realize, oh, my goodness, uh, this could have been a disaster. So I'm glad you took us there. But it really does apply to any business at all, actually, because a lot of people look at something from the outside and it looks simple. And uh, uh, podcasting, Uh, you know, when I got into this, I had no idea what I was doing. I did so much investigations and realized this is I won't say it's hard, but there's so many complex moving parts to it that you don't think about. And I've had people that have called and said, Hey, I want to be a podcaster like you. Uh, Where do I get a microphone? I'm like, (laughs) okay, that's like a race car driver saying, I want to be a race car driver. Where do I get some gloves? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. What about all the other stuff? What other stuff? How hard could it be? So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate you taking us there. Sorry to relive a, put a bad taste back in your mouth, but uh, I, I, no (laughs) doubt you took those lessons forward in a positive light, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Cool. Well, let's talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. I I deem here that you've been a car guy for quite some time. So, what was that pivotal moment when you realized that cars were for you?
1: Mark like like many of your guests, my roots, you know, with all things mechanical goes goes way back to the very beginnings of of my existence. Um my parents have stated on more than one occasion that my first word was truck. Oh, cool. And <laughs> I credit that to my dad and uh and as I mentioned earlier he owned his own heating and air conditioning company mm-hmm. and as a small business owner uh you know he maintained those trucks, those those work trucks. So I spent many evenings and and weekends with him just maintaining those trucks and you know you start out with uh you know, the little things, the oil changes, the spark plugs, uh, you know, going through doing radiator flushes. And then pretty soon as I was becoming more of a, a I guess, more adept at my craft work under the, the hood, you know, started doing engine swaps and things like that. And it, you know, it again, it kind of set the hook, as you just mentioned. I remember when I was five or six, uh, my dad had brought home a brochure for a go-kart and, I don't know if he realized what he was doing at that time, <laughs> but I was, I was enamored, you know, for, for weeks. I mean, it, it seemed like months I just read and memorized that brochure about a go-kart. And finally, one day, my dad brought one home. And, you know, it, at that point, the rest is history. You know, yeah. I was hooked on cars and going fast.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Well, I think all young men and some young women probably too love the idea of a go-kart. I was in the same boat. I learned a tough lesson though about building a go-kart. Put a kill switch where you can reach it fast <laughs> because when the throttle cable breaks wide open and you're going down the alley between the houses and there's a corner coming up and you go right into Miss Tanone's garage door, it's not a good thing at all <laughs> so good observation yeah put a kill switch somewhere really quick where you can shut it off just like on a vintage car so you can stop that uh, power flow and uh, maybe a fire luckily i didn't burn up but uh, i sure hit that thing awful hard uh, no helmets back then either so ouch. of course <laughs> yeah yeah how about your first special car or race car is there a special car for you that came along that you kind of felt like all right i've done it i've made it
1: you know, it's uh, so currently, I mean, I've I've had some cars go through my, my garage. And, it, you know, currently what's, what resides out there is a, is a Factory 5 Cobra replica that Ooh. is my track day car. And, nice. You know, that's, but that's not my, I, I mean, it's special to me and I love that car and I've had it for almost 20 years now. But I, I was going to share a story with you that <laughs> this is, may take some people back to kind of their very beginnings. Because I always like to ask people this kind of the same questions, but like, what was your first car? And, and one of my first cars, which... Really, it just cemented the whole car hobby with me was a 72 Ford Ranchero, 351 Cleveland, backed up to an FMX transmission. It was, it served several purposes, you know, it's half car, half truck. Uh, you know, in, and we talked about a little bit before, I, I raced motocross and enduros back when I was a teenager. And so this car had the ability to go fast. I could haul my bike and it, it was just all things and it was my world. And I loved that car. It was a $500 buy-in, Mark. Probably the best, probably the best money I've ever spent <laughs> it's on a car. 500
0: bucks I ever spent on a car.
1: <laughs> yep. You know, and, and that car, you know, I, I think back to some of the special times that, that it, it, represents in my life. And one of those was my dad used to ride bikes with me and, you know, Mother's Day weekend, we would kind of the first race of the year was in, in a a little town in Shadron, Nebraska, uh, the Pine Ridge Enduro. I just remember being able to load up the bikes. We drove up there from Denver and, you know, it was camping. It was racing. It was, it was hanging out with the big boys. You know, I felt like I had come of age. You know, it's that, it's that, that time in a, in a young man's life. And I look back and I, I, I
0: completely,
1: you know, I, I enjoyed that, and it was a wonderful time, and, and I credit my dad with that.
0: You know, back when I was that age, 72, uh, I was just, let's see, 14 years old, I guess, is what I was. And I, I was detailing cars. I had my own detailing business. And I had a client that had a a brand-new uh, GT. I remember it was red with a white stripe that went all the way down the side. From the front of that thing, it had scoops in the hood. If I'm remembering the car right, and it was just it was an odd car because I didn't see many of those around. You know, the Ranchero was like, I, and this lady drove it. It was like her everyday driver. And I'm like, what's this lady doing driving this thing? It's like crazy. And I, <laughs> she let me drive it up and down the street. I didn't have a license yet. Don't tell my mom; she'll be really nervous about that. But it's like, whoa, this thing is like monster under the hood. I do remember not liking to wax it because the hood went on forever. They were huge. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I need to charge extra next time for this thing. This took me twice as long to do. There's a lot of metal on those cars. The malaise era of the 70s, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. Well, here's an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, Pete, what would you be?
1: (sighs) tough one here, Mark. Uh, you know, there's so many to choose from, but uh, I'm going to go maybe the, the path less traveled here. I, uh, this was really my first vehicle, uh-huh. a 1972 Ford F-250 Highboy, uh, 4x4. It okay. was, you know, when I look at it, I look back on it, just again, strong utilitarian not pretty, rugged really, <laughs> but uh, most importantly, reliable. And that, that's, that's what I think would be, that would serve its purpose.
0: Okay, very good. Rugged and reliable. That is Pete for sure. So very nice. All right, here we go. This is the uh, lightning round or the last lap as I like to call it. I'm going to fire off some questions. Have you give me some real quick blips of that high boy throttle answer? So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped you be successful over the years?
1: Ooh. you know, with with what I do today is just live, eat, and breathe cars and and car people. I I think probably one of my habits that uh, that I would credit, and, and my mom would would she probably would never believe that this would ever happen. But I read everything I can get my hands on about cars. Uh, for me, it's it's that understanding their nuances, their history, their special time in in, in history. If I can get my hands on it and read about it, it helps me do my job daily, which is to build relationships with those insureds and those people that have those cars that we look to put insurance on.
0: There you go. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and enjoy a meek, a meek, a meal or a drink? That's a a meek. It's a drink and a meal combined. (laughs) A drink and a meal with any. I just made that up, didn't I? With anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: There are so many out there, Mark. Um, but I, I, w- I will tell you, as a as a Shelby fanatic and and member, um, you know, recently the the Ford versus Ferrari movie has definitely stirred some, you know, stirred the pot a little bit and yeah. sort of ruffled some feathers. And and I would say, you know, what I I would love to sit down with Ken Miles.
0: Oh and, wow, what a character! You know,
1: you know, just and definitely just one of those people that I. I, I A character is a great description, and I I think it would be great to sit down and have a beer or a a glass of some adult beverage, uh, maybe a um, meek, I guess. Is that what you call it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, meek, yeah. (laughs) A drink and a meal together. Yeah, that's a new word we just coined
0: today here on Cars, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Would love to you know hear his side of the story and just you know at the end you know was he okay with with the decisions that were made by the the big corporate you know mucky mucks at the top so I'm sure he, he wasn't okay think. with
0: any of them you know <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like any of that stuff no he was a rebel uh interesting guy you know there's a gentleman we've lost him a years ago Pat Hart who lived up in the Pacific Northwest he was a collector of vintage cars uh, one of the cars he had was the one of the batmobiles number three uh which was cool I got to spend actually two days with the classic batman adam west had him here we went up and saw that car and he told me some really funny stories about the batmobile back in the day when he was filming batman but one of the cars pat had was a car that ken miles raced it was an mg called the flying shingle have you ever heard of that car yes i have 54 mg r2 i believe is what they called that car it was a beautiful little car probably a one-off i believe i don't think ever saw it at all but uh yeah ken miles would be pretty cool and i believe he he passed driving a a ford j car prototype when he crashed um was it 1965 or six somewhere maybe six i believe yeah yeah six i think yeah. yeah but uh that would be pretty cool yeah have a drink or two with ken miles wow that'd be a fun evening how about the best automotive advice someone else has given you
1: this has come probably mostly from my dad uh-huh. uh, again. But if you've played with cars uh, and you've done it on a shoestring budget, you, you will probably relate to this. Fix it right the first
0: time. <laughs> yeah, because there's uh, why is there always time to fix it right the second <laughs> time? But there never is the first time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take your that's time. That's the best
1: advice. Take, take the time. Fix it right.
0: Yeah. Your dad taught you a lot of, of great things for sure. How about a resource that's out there for people that you think is a good go-to? What would it be?
1: Mark, I'm going to give you two. Probably first and foremost, our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another shameless plug here for okay. yeah. Uh Lots of interesting articles out there and, and content about vehicles and cars across all strata and eras yeah. uh, of the automobile. But uh, one that I, you know, I've been on their website since the very beginnings and I just have to, you know, give them another shameless plug is bring a trailer. Oh yeah. I learn so much from all of the postings and all of the stuff that shows up on that website, I, you know, ever since the very beginning when you actually had to bring a trailer to, to the the pick up the cards that were advertised. Mm-hmm. I just did thoroughly enjoy the camaraderie on that website.
0: You know, they've done a great job. Randy Nonnenberg was a guest back on my show when he was... He just actually, he announced it on my show that they were going to start doing auctions. They weren't doing it. Back then, they were just reporting on cars being sold. And boy, has that taken off. And I know that since this pandemic has hit, their business has grown rapidly because people... I can only shop online. So uh, kudos to what he's done. I need to get him back on this show. He's a hard guy to track down because he's so busy. But they've really done a tremendous job. And I think they've opened the eyes to a lot of other car sellers that, hmm, we might want to follow in those footsteps Mm -hmm. and uh, do what they're doing. And, of course, now with this pandemic, uh, I believe you're – well, we are already seeing – Auction House is doing online auctions that they've never done before. Typically, Mm -hmm. they do them live and they can't. So they got to do something. So there you go. Bring a trailer. If you're not following Bring a Trailer, I encourage you to do it. But be careful because it will eat up about an hour of time every stinking morning. You will see cars you never even knew you wanted uh, posted there. You'll want to jump in and make comments. It's kind of fun to read the comics. Uh, Take some of them with a grain of salt, because everybody's an expert behind the keyboard. But uh, I'll just leave it there. But it's a great place to go play. And of course, Heacock Classic Car Insurance. I'll put links to those on Pete's show notes page. Hey, Pete, is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy?
1: Going off the reservation on this one. Mark. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, you know, not a car uh, type of uh, book.
0: It's okay. But
1: a similar type of passion that that is held there. Uh, Irving Stone's uh, "Agony and the Ecstasy." Oh. by
0: Michelangelo. Uh, well, classic, right?
1: Definitely. Life lessons. You know, work hard and
0: love your work. Yeah, absolutely. Great book. Well, I'll remind our listeners. There's a great place on the Carzio website called Guest Recommended Books. It's under the Resources tab. All my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have recommended books. There's over 1,600 books there. You could fill an automotive and business library with these books. All come highly recommended. I stand behind almost all of them. I think most of them. I don't have them all on my shelf, but I've got a large library of business and car books. So check it out, and I've made it really easy for you listeners. You just click to go buy fast fast simple and easy. All right, Pete, we're up to the checkered flag here. This is a fun thought. I'm going to buy you a car today. Doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to park it in your garage. But there are a few rules to this game. One is it's the only collector car you can have. So if you want to keep your factory five, I don't have to buy anything. That's okay. Uh, You have to drive it. No garage queens here, but that's okay with Hecoq collector car insurance. That's a possibility. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So if you pick a Ferrari GTO, You're stuck with a Ferrari GTO. Poor boy. So what's it going to be, Pete? What can I buy you today?
1: Uh, This is an easy one for me. Uh, Again, I love love my car that's in my garage today, but uh, all-time favorite Ford GT40 Mark II B.
0: Oh, that's what I want. Okay. Uh, Jeez, like I say, you're not a cheap date, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) Man, well, it's hard hard to even ask this silly question, but what is it about that car that you you love so much? Duh.
1: you know it's uh it, it, for me it's always been i i think a lot of people have written about the 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 looks obviously the provenance of the car and and what it's done in in racing history but i have to say it's probably one of the sexiest looking vehicles i've ever seen and it's kind of the the best of both worlds uh you know it's a, a american powered you know v8 it's got the right sound uh it's got the grunt you know and it's uh it's just it's a a pairing of beautiful styling and uh and just american Go, you know, work ethic behind it. So
0: it's a killer car. Now, were you at Pebble when they had all those four GTs out on the lawn? I was. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I I lucked out. I don't know if you were there or not, but Saturday night before the Pebble Beach Concours, I happened to be at the Art Guild or the uh, AFT American... Uh, it's the art group there and I'm messing up their acronym here but they used to have a tent there on the lawn uh, and they'd have a big party that Saturday night and I'd always get invited and I wandered outside because it was really warm that year and I see all these Ford GTs getting lined up and they put them in this cool shape one of the Ford members family members was there um, with pictures getting taken and all these people and I couldn't I mean it was just like a dream to see all those cars together so you saw it. You saw what was there. So, is there one of those cars cuz there's not too many of those. Like one with the livery that you would like to have is the most important to you?
1: You know, I've always been a little bit uh I guess maybe outside the box. I, you know, I, I go against the grain just a little bit. Okay. So the the one that would uh that you really don't see. Again, I live in the world of uh, replica cars. So, yeah. my uh my probably the one that I like or would would have modeled after is is the gold uh, Mario Andretti car.
0: Okay, number
1: five. Number I think it's number five. Uh, at least the livery was number five. Yes, just a different different look and kind of that sixties you know gaudy color scheme.
0: It was, <laughs> yeah. it was just
1: something different, you know
0: that car was there i think it's serial number p1047 the ford gt 40 that yeah i believe mario Andretti raced that car you know and that's pretty cool for that era too that gold i mean uh, i like that it had kind of a different kind of stripe down the center versus the big fat stripes it was a little more narrow and yeah that was uh that was a pretty darn cool car okay well i'll get to work um See what I can do. I'm going to have to pry that out of somebody's hands who probably wants a very big golfer-sized check uh, for that. Those golfer checks, you know, they win when they win with all the zeros on them. So, (laughs) Uh, But I know who will insure it, so uh, I've got that covered for you. Well, Pete, you've taken me on a fun ride. This has been great. Thanks for sharing your journey. Before I let you go, could you give us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the track in that Ford GT40 Mark II B in gold? (laughs)
1: Yes, exactly. Well, you know, just a, again, parting word of advice, Uh, real simple, you know, everybody live life full bore. That's it.
0: There you go. Absolutely. Special this day, especially this day and age when uh, things can be a little dubious. Uh, What's the best way for people to follow you at Hecock Classic Collector Car Insurance?
1: Sure, you bet. So Hecock Classic, H-E-A-C-O-C-K. Classic.com. That's our website. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter, those social media outlets. So HaycockClassic.com.
0: There you go. I'll make sure I put links to all of those on Pete's show notes page. Check it out. If you have a collector car, your insurance time's coming up, give them a call, see what they can do for you. I think they'll take care of you and you'll be in very good hands. That was somebody else's Insurance companies saying, <laughs> but we won't mention them because we're talking about Heacock today. So check it out. Pete, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing the fun that you have with cars with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Cars Yow listeners, I want to tell you about something fun I'm doing for one of my sponsors here, Covercraft. They have a YouTube page. You just go to Covercraft on YouTube. Check out my Tips, Tricks with Mark Green segments. We're doing multiple, very short videos. Some tips and tricks that I'm sharing with you about car care, about the Covercraft products. Check them out. They're kind of fun. Let me know what you think. And make sure when you're there to subscribe and ring the bell. That'll give me some extra kudos. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah!